You know, it's really funny. Big Brother's coming out this year, probably when the lockdown's going to be completely lifted. I'd love to see how many people are going to actually be watching it. Why would we want Absolutely. to put someone in lockdown yeah. when we've just I been there? They could have showed about 6,000 episodes of Big Brother in all the houses around Australia at the moment. So, yeah, so let's let's watch a show about... We've all been led into lockdown. Let's watch a show about people being locked down in the house together. Okay. Yeah, and yeah. Big bring it again. <laughs> Welcome to the second part of this exclusive interview with Craig Cole from No Consent for We Are Young and Free. Hi, I'm Lisa Jane, your host for Yummy Mummy Podcast. This is a podcast show about health and well-being, helping you, inspiring you to bring out your best self to live a delicious life. All right, oh, cool. Well. So I want to know more about Sunday. Sunday, the 10th of May, 2020, Mother's Day, 12 o'clock. Uh, people arrived at the steps of Parliament. Uh, I did ask at the beginning, you know, your thought process. How did you get to that point to knowing that, you know, it was best for you to turn up that day? Um, well, okay. So the reason I got the community page started um, about a month ago is... I felt it was a need and it was Easter Sunday morning, Daniel Andrews. I'd made a post on my personal page a few days before that about um, the way people who are critical thinkers get classed off as conspiracy nuts and tin hat wearers. And so I posted a video, um, uh, I forget which video it was now off the top of my head, but I posted a, a clip and then just spoke about it as well too. Um, but then I got to Easter Sunday and Daniel Andrews come out. And on Easter Sunday morning, mind you, happy Easter, everybody. You're staying in for another four weeks, um, which I thought was quite disgusting. Why can't you just let people enjoy their Easter and make Easter Sunday and then make the announcement the next day? At, uh, I mean, just totally uh, control freak stuff. Um, so I thought, no, this isn't right. And I need to do something because I've got a, a skill set here that, that might be able to help people. So... I spoke to a few people that I know and said, look, will you back me up with the information that I need to provide people? And they said, no problems at all, Craig. Whatever you need, we'll give to you and we'll, we'll provide you guidance and help along the way. So I don't want anyone to think that, you know, please, I just want to be crystal, crystal clear on something here, Lisa. And I just want to clear something up. I've got a lot of feedback from friends, mind you, saying I'm just doing this to grandstand and big note. It's a very shallow-minded uh, point of view. I'm not doing this to grandstand or big note. I'm doing this because I care about people in the community and I, I'm deeply affected by what's happening. Not myself, but deeply affected at watching how other people in the community are affected and friends that I love and, and people that I know and how they're suffering. And they just walk around and uh, hold, put on a brave face. But and I've studied body language uh, a lot over the last 10 years and uh, I read body language very well and I know full deep down um, that they're struggling, even though they're putting on a brave face. And, and good on them for doing so. That's that Aussie spirit. Um, so uh, where was I going with that? Sorry. Um, That's okay. Yeah. So, so it was Easter and yeah. uh, we just uh, yeah. the news. So, yeah. So I thought... Um, 
And I got on there and made a very sort of what might be perceived as aggressive post against uh, Daniel Andrews. Well, well, sometimes things in context need to need to be just that. He did deserve a bit of a, a spray for that. Um, I didn't rant and rave and swear. It's just, well, how dare you when you are guilty of that many crimes of treason? It's not funny. And I wish people would see that. And we're trying to open people's mind up. We're, we're led by a tyrant. We're led by a corrupt individual. Um, and this is the person that's ruining lives. He talks about saving lives, saving lives. He's ruining that many lives and taking that many lives. It's ridiculous. So he's being a hypocrite just stating that and coming out for his daily press conferences and um, thinking that oh, look, I'm all high and mighty and it's just wrong. So I thought I need to do something here. So I started the community page and the idea for the community page is to guide, help guide people. And there's a lot of other wonderful community pages, you know, the Thanos's with the 99%, uh, Romeo George is what he does up in Sydney. Now, a lot of people don't like Romeo's delivery. Um, I love him because he's passionate and I can handle the swearing and all the rest of it. Also, there's another wonderful person that I know you spoke to, uh, Monica from the Free Medical Freedoms. She is an absolute champion of a person with a heart of gold. Very intelligent lady as well too and uh, doing well with her um, podcasts. She started uh, this week. So um, with all these people combined, it's our duty because we have skill sets. Now, part of the thing I teach is if I've got a skill set in one area and some people are lacking, well, they've probably got, no doubt they've got skill sets that I haven't got as well too. So this is the way we help each other in the community. Now, I've got a skill set that can help a lot of people out at the moment. It's my moral obligation and my obligation as a human being to help other people out, not just sit here and rant and rave. So anyone sitting here thinking that, oh, this guy's only doing it for himself to get his head out there. No, I'm not. And you really need to see past that. I'm really not. It's about helping people through this that are on the phone to me in tears, in tears, like hysterical, not, not hysterical, but massively anxious and uh, got no answers. And, you know, speaking for me for five minutes, apparently I spoke to one lady, she said, oh, thank you so much. I'm going to sleep better tonight. So if I can give that lady, if I can give that lady one uh, better night's sleep, that's fantastic. So she can approach the next day with a, a bit more awareness about her and get what she needs to get done. So that's what we're doing with the vaccinations, with the trespass notices, so that, you know, uh, the... Uh, Government don't direct the police to uh, abuse their powers um, because I feel sorry for some of the police officers at the time because you can see how conflicted they are as well too, which is not fair on them because they're people as well too and they've got feelings and emotions as well too and you can see how conflicted they are. You can see in their body language, you can see in their face, you can hear in their tone of voice even how dejected some of them are, but they try to put on a brave face as well too. So that's the short-term goal, help people through this. The medium-term goal is I've got some fantastic people um, contacting me uh, how to set up the website. So the next thing will be a website with a uh, um, address that can't be hacked into from government hackers. Um, don't say they don't exist because they do. Um, and start to raise money and start to shelve out money back to the local people and community. Everything, every incoming transaction you get for money will be photocopied and put up on the website for transparency. 
every outgoing transaction to, okay, so uh, Lisa, you, your mortgage is, uh, the bank's putting pressure on you, you haven't been working, your bank balance is down to zero, here's $2,000 to help you get through the next month. You know, and we'll try and help you out after that as best way we can. So that's the idea there. Give why, back to the community. Why the transparency coming in? Like taking why? photos? Yeah, like taking photos and putting it up for the community to see? What's the reason? Well, because I think, I think it's massively important because the last thing that the page wants, the community page wants, is to have allegations that we're taking money and keeping it from itself like... Uh, certain uh, charitable organizations do when they take out their administration fees and you find it's 50% of your $100 or only $50 is going to the people that need it. Um, so I do not want that. So if we're transparent about everything that comes in, I mean, that's what, that's what we ask from the government, transparency. So you can't ask for transparency and not be transparent yourself. Yeah, so, that's setting you know, a really want, good uh, yeah, yeah, setting a real good want, model. Yeah, well, look, I'm not perfect, Lisa. None of us are. There's no perfect person working around this planet. But like I said, I've got skill sets. And, you know, I'm not everyone's cup of tea, but I'm a lot of people's scotch and coke, you know. So um, I'm not going to appeal to everyone. And that's fine. I understand that. But please don't hate on me because I'm trying to reach out to a lot of members of the community and help them. So that's the short, that's the medium term goal, short to medium term goal. Then the longer term goal is I've sat down and give us a lot of thought is uh, let's try and create a, an alternative community school setting where the constitute, so a part of the curriculum, not an alternative, part of the curriculum is constitutional studies so that things like this and corrupt governments can never, ever, ever happen again. And we can get some fairness back to in our political system. Um, Community, uh, so uh, constitutional studies, indigenous studies. We need to tell, look, indigenous studies is, is starting to be taught in a lot of schools in the school setting by different teachers, but it's not part of the curriculum. I think indigenous studies in our history needs to be part of the curriculum. Sure, I mean, how do we gain some patriotism? And, and I think indigenous studies, if it's told from, you know, let's talk about the atrocities and all the park, uh, plaques down on the Great Ocean Road of where, the poor indigenous people were marched off cliffs. Let's talk about that. Let's make it known so that people can gain a, a greater understanding of the hardships these these are uh, our people that were the custodians of our land before we got here and you know, it'll tell their story in its entirety so that people can gain greater empathy and, and we can start coming together one as a nation what we need to do. And I don't care what your beliefs are. My beliefs aren't going to be the same as yours sometimes. And you might, I might have this side of beliefs and you might have that side of beliefs. But we've got to stop hating on each other. Mm. We really have to. And I don't have to agree with what you're saying. And you don't have to agree with me. But at least try to understand. Look, I don't agree with what you're saying. I understand where you're coming from, but I don't agree with it. And you might say, well, that's all good in theory, but how do you make laws pertaining to that? Then, okay, so you come together and you compromise. Not what's right or wrong, what's appropriate. Once again, we go back to that survival identity. Are you dominating or avoiding domination? Are you trying to justify or invalidate others? Is it about yourself? Is it win or is it lose? You know, all those things. You know, I think we forget a lot of that as well too. So, you know, people might say, oh, that's pie and stuff and all the rest of it. Yeah, okay, no worries. So how many times did it take the Wright brothers to get that plane off the ground? 
You know, did Sir Edmund Hillary get to the bottom of Mount Everest, look at it and go, yeah, you know, that's a bit too big, I can't do that. So, you know, it's, you've got to over, nothing worth achieving in life is going to be easy. There's going to be mountains and there's going to be obstacles and there's going to be roadblocks. It's about having the mental resilience and toughness to push through that. Oh, the mental resilience and toughness that we've got to try and instill in our kids at an early age. We spoke about that before. Mm, we did, So, yeah. yeah. So that's the overall plan. Have holistic studies in it as well too. Have spirituality studies as well too. Have meditation as part of the curriculum. But also not a school just for, you know, high-achieving people. They'll be welcome as well too. But um, young people with autism and autistic needs and, and, uh, and have those as well too. So you get, um, and it's a fair and balanced school. Um, you know, obviously zero bullying. We're all about people. Um, have obviously properly accredited teachers in there but have obviously people like yourself can come in and can teach some holistic work as well too and and, and uh, benefit from that as well too so that's the general idea for the community school so i mean look how many years away that is is uh you know is anyone's guess but we've, we've set a goal for maybe five to ten years tops mm. um just to give something an alternative setting in the community and, and the the community is growing all the time and i think melbourne population what are we up to now six six or seven million is it is it or what are we up to? Six six million in Melbourne, are we, Lisa? How many people? Population. Population. population Twenty five million people. Oh no, in here. Melbourne. Oh, in Melbourne. I didn't look yeah. at that one. It's about six million or something, but it's growing all the time. So if we can give, you know, if people want to go, it's just about giving people the option. There's nothing, you know, the mainstream. If you want to go to your private schools, if you want to go to your public schools, that's fine. That's cool. But they say it's like, hey. We've got something over here as well too that we can offer as an alternative as well too if if those two settings aren't what you want. It's just about as giving people options. As long as this, you know, it, because there are independent schools that have their own board, but even still during this global crisis, health crisis, they were controlled even though they were allowed to continue staying open. There are independent schools that have a capacity to fill so many kids and they have less than half of the students that, um, that are attending yet were told, no, we can't have any more than one teacher to six students and they were only able to have like 20 kids at a time and then once the lockdowns lifted a little bit, it was like, oh, 30 kids and then now they're being told that schools are going to be going back soon, independent schools are going to be going back even sooner. But this is what I mean, Victoria has been so uh, strict about it. So if you create this school, how are you going to protect the school so in case there is another pandemic that they, it doesn't get closed down? So what we want to do is, uh, well, I mean, in five or ten years' time, hopefully there's no more pandemics because we expose the myth. So um, that won't be a, that won't be a problem there. Yeah. Um, and in terms of boards and all that, I mean, obviously there's guidelines and government legislation that you have to go by. But by the ch with the change we want to make, we want to try and get change to the legislation where it's a lot more. Um, He's, I mean, obviously, it's got to be stringent. I mean, obviously, um, you know, you want uh, qualified people and, and guidelines and making sure OHS is followed and all of that. You know, that that's, uh, goes without saying. It's a no-brainer. Yeah. Oh, it's, a, it's obviously a, a requisite, um, a, a prerequisite. But we want to so obviously may, maybe make a few changes to the legislation so it's a bit more fairer process. So it's not as stringent. It's not as tight. Because at the moment in life, and it's so wrong, 
when did processes become more important than people? When did that happen? Because that's all that seems to happen now. Unless you, unless someone in an office can pick up a little clipboard and go, yeah, that goes in that box. Oh, no, nah, that kid fits in between there. Well, that young person, eh, not too sure. We don't really fit any criteria, so we can't give any funding. Or it just falls short. There's, I think, a lot more flexibility needs to happen. We are a ticker box society, and society is not a ticker box. You know, it's just, it's madness. And, and that's what it's Sunday just was about. That was what Sunday was about, to make yes. noise, to let people be aware, those that aren't fully aware of what's going on, it's got them questioning what is happening. What? Why did this person get jumped near the end? You know, what? It was. It was calm. I watched the whole thing. It was an hour and a and twenty minutes from midday to mm. one twenty. Uh, I watched it from people's live stream, and um, everyone that came on to speak, they were um, very calm in their difference and peaceful and informative about stats and reports and um and yeah i found it to be it was my first one i've ever actually been involved in just watching from beginning to end and i'm like wow this is really good this is like when i was at school when i had to write do persuasive writing and um and then you know the police were fine i could see them all standing up you know just standing there not doing anything and then there was one video I saw and they all came together like zombies. It looked like, uh, it was, it was like that. It was like zombies. And you, I think, were on the phone and I think you had your head down. You had no idea what was happening. And they come I'm up just laughing you. because I'm making a walking dead analogy in my head at the moment, uh, Lisa. So That's yeah, what they that looked was like. Good. Like seriously, like the one guy that was coming up, he had his hands out. I was laughing my head off going, Oh, wow. So, this is, yeah, I, maybe just, for me, yeah. I was looking at, they really didn't want to do this. They were ordered to do this. You could sense it within them because I've never seen, I've never seen police officers actually uh, do it in that sort of manner. Like, it was just really odd. So, um, yeah, tell us what happened there for you. What were you, what you experienced? A hundred percent, you are right. I could even sense it in the way they were dealing with me that some of them just didn't want to do it. And I'll just leave you with a little interesting footnote as well too. Um, so first thing I want to clear up is this scar on my head. It's been accused that, uh, it's been accusations made that I did it to myself to get sympathy for the protest. And Footage clearly shows that there's no way that I could have done it to myself. Yeah. Um, I mean, that, yeah, I don't know. I don't know why people would think that. Um, so there's no way I could have done it to myself. And like I explained, uh, when the police officer was, so I was standing there. I just finished speaking. Um, I thought, well, I've done my duty now. I've helped the people out. It's, it's not about me. I don't need to have my head there. And please, I want to reiterate as well. This is not about me. It is about what we're trying to do and achieve for everyone. But I'm just happened to, you know, I mean, if they could have got a better looking spokesperson, I'm probably sure they would have, but just my fat head. But uh, what can you do? So I took myself off to the side. Um, and I was speaking to a couple of people who thanked me and I listened to their story for a little bit. And then I was just standing off to the side and looking through my notes. And you can see on the footage that I had some paper in my hand and about to look down. And then I'll just get grabbed from the neck from behind without any warning. I mean, when they arrest you, they're supposed to say, you know, you, we are placing you under arrest. It's part of the procedure. And don't 
I know what their argument might be. No, no, that doesn't apply with these omnibus restrictions. Well, okay, what communist restrictions have you got in mind, uh, place for starters? And secondly, that's wrong. Any arrests I need to tell you, I'm placing you under arrest. That wasn't done. Because um, I wasn't arrested. I was just put in the back of a van and taken to the other side of the city and dropped off and told not to go back in there in 24 hours. Um, and that's fine. And the two police officers mm. dropped me off were fantastic. But just going back to the incident, um, so grabbed me in, pulled me in. I had one H arm from the start, um, one around the waist holding me back uh, by the um, uh, back of the pants, trying to um, you know push me. And from the second they grabbed me, they were just shouting, conform, 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 really loudly. Now, clearly that was from the cameras to make out that I was resisting. And I wasn't. I kept saying, I am conforming, I am conforming. Um, stop what you're doing. Pulled me in now, pulled me in um, really tight and I didn't want to resist one bit. Um, so that natural reaction in you is to resist when you get grabbed and you're not ready. Um, but I didn't want to resist because I didn't want them to lay a charge on me of, of resisting or, or lashing out. So I was very careful there um, in terms to not, even though I wanted to defend myself, which you're entitled to do when you are assaulted, um, and it was an assault on person because it was unprovoked. And even at, it's funny at the time, um, they've arrested, I said, what, what, what am I arrested for? He said, oh, breaking it. So they got me to the top of the stairs, picked me up by the legs, carried me up the stairs. They're saying, conform, conform, conform the whole time. I'm saying, well, it looks like I am. Um, they get me sounds to the like top a Rocky. It sounds like a Rocky show, you know, they'll pick you up by the legs uh, and... Yeah, yeah, oh, they yeah, pick you up by the legs. They think that you weren't going to step up the st on the steps to get up. Is that what I, they? I don't. Know. I can't. I can't speak for other people's thought processes, so I don't know why they did that. Um, and then I got to the top of the stairs, and I noticed some blood coming down, dripping down. I thought, all right, how the hell has this happened? I just uh, envisaged that it was because they the vests they wear are very sort of hard plastic. So I, I assume that I've scraped my head on that when he's pulled my head in. He's, oh, he's they bad. Want to, yeah, they might want to look at their operational procedures there, maybe. Because um, if they're going to keep doing that to people, they're going to keep injuring people. Um, not that that's an injury, but you know, anyway. Um, well, I suppose you say it is in a little way. Uh, then they, one officer said, oh, there's blood. So as soon as the, the call, oh, there's blood, they put me straight down. And he said, are you going to conform? And cheekily, I said, well, what are you, deaf? It's like that's what I've been saying the whole way through. I said, mate, I said, uh, I said a couple of, I, I said, this is an unlawful arrest. And I said, now the injury on my head, it's now excessive force. I said, so keep manhandling me the way you are and, and you could be in more potential, um, more potential uh, uh, circumstances arise. I didn't say those words, that that was pertaining to that. So they put me down and, and walked. Now, here's the interesting thing. I had some sunglasses. So clearly you'll see the, I think I've put some footage up uh, online as well too. And clearly you see me getting grabbed from behind. And the ironic thing was when I was actually got grabbed from behind, I was at least 1.5 metres away from anyone. So that was the irony of that. Um, they've oh, arrested there was, me no one, you, were, you were actually practising social distancing. Yes. <laughs> yeah. So there was no one around me at the time. So, and that's when they've grabbed me. That's the irony of it. So, um, but I had sunglasses on my head. Now, this is how I know uh, for a, a point. There's some very nice police officers that did not have to do this. It's obviously one of the officers that come and had to be forced, uh, told to grab me. Um, sun, sunglasses on my head obviously got knocked off. 
when I uh, was led down to the car and standing near the van before they put me in, one of the officers come and just, oh, there he goes, oh, mate, these are yours. This is the exact words, oh, oh, mate, these are yours. And because my hands were tied behind my back, he put them in my jeans pocket for me. So that just tells me that a few of them still have, yeah, um, a lot of empathy and are, and are uh, conflicted as well too. So um, whoever that officer is, if he does manage to watch this, Thanks, mate. But I did actually end up losing them because when they put me in the van, they fell out and they didn't oh. come back. So I'm minus. I actually, hey, my head. It takes sun. It takes me about fifty sunglasses to put on to match it. So those actually did match my head. So I've got to go try and find another pair. But anyway, so but they took me down and I did speak to the police officers um, when they dropped me off and, and they were fantastic. You know, they got a um, couple of wipes out. They said, so, 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 when they put you in the uh, in the police the Dibby van, is that what they put you in? Yeah. Or a car? Yeah? yeah. How long did you stay in there before they drove oh, so off? Oh, no, it wasn't long. It was a couple of minutes. Oh, yeah, so, it wasn't oh so Thanos was still doing his last minute speech at the end while you were being driven off. Okay. Okay. Yeah. 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 I mean, I, I was driven off, so I don't know what was happening at the oh, time. Oh, yeah, because so. it was still happening. So when that happened, I was watching, and it was about 15 minutes later that he was then grabbed. So you were then taken yeah. straight away. Okay. And then you were yeah. driven to down the road somewhere. I've driven to the corner of uh, Spencer and Latrobe outside the City West uh, station, and they just let me out in the street and said, uh, yeah, just the sergeant's given us directions to let you out here and just don't go back and, and I'll uh, receive a fine in the mail. And I just looked at him and said, mate, you reckon I'm going to pay that? And the police officer laughed. He said, yeah, no, you probably won't. So, um, because it's an unlawful fine anyway. Um, so, but they were great. Those two police officers, like I said, they give me a couple of um, swabs for my head to clean that up. And we had a nice, decent chat for about five or ten minutes and, uh, and I just basically put it on the line and spoke to them like they're human beings. One of the police officers' name was Chris. I said, Chris, I said, can we speak as people? Can you just mentally take a uniform? And the other officer, I said, can you just mentally take a uniform off here and speak like we're a couple of people that bump and sit next to each other at the footy or something? Um, and, he, and he said, yeah. And so I, uh, I outlined, I just spoke to him. I said, mate, I said, I understand. I said, you're not going to confirm this, but I know I the way I understand it is the police force are um, divided down the middle on this issue um, because of the pressure you're getting from corrupt people. Outlined how Daniel Andrews was corrupt. I said, this is the person who um, is giving you all and forcing your brass to then force you to do things that are against your moral compass. And that's an unfair position to put you in. This is the way I spoke to the officers. And it is an unfair position to put them in because they're conflicted a lot as well too. Yeah. So, um, and then I just said to them a few other things. I told them to go away and research a few things. I won't tell them, say what I told them to go away and research. Um, and they were open to it. I said, look, it's Sunday night. Whether you want to just chill out tonight and just do just do an hour's of research rather than watching some of the rubbish on TV, you know, just do an hour of research and, and just start to open your mind up. I said, you joined the police force to make a difference, to protect the public. We need protecting us from a tyrannical government. You made you wanted to make a difference, and you do always do a great job in the community um, under testing circumstances. And like I said, we need law and we need all. We need law and order. We need a, we need to have law and order in society, 100%. Because 
but fair laws and fair order, uh, fair laws and fair order for everybody. Um, so I just said to them, um, you know, you want to make a difference. I guarantee. Now you, I said, I know you fellas aren't going to confirm this. I said, but I guarantee you've got other friends and colleagues that you work with in the job that uh, have the same opinion as, as you guys do. This, this is all wrong. Okay, well, how you can make a change is, you know, maybe a few of you need to get together and speak to a few of your sergeants and go, you know what, Sergeant, we can arrest Daniel Andrews for crimes of treason. Why aren't we doing it? And this whole situation can change. It's as simple as that. And, you know, so, and I just spoke to him. I said, um, sadly and tragically, you guys lost a couple of, a few officers the other week. And you got my full sympathy for that. And it was a terrible, 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 tragic situation. I said, I hope none of you uh, guys personally knew them. And one of the officers said, yeah, I, I knew a couple of them. And I said, well, I'm sorry to hear that. I said, but ask me this. Hey, I said, Craig, sorry, I don't know about these couple of officers. What happened? Say that again. I, the, the police officers that were um, ran over by the truck and tragically killed on the freeway the other week. You don't know about that? I didn't know about that. I've been home learning. So, you know, wow. you can, you I, don't watch, I don't watch main, mainstream TV. I got wow. my daughter. I'm wow. like in my own bubble. Yeah. I watch my podcasts and the videos, but yeah. my newsfeed on Facebook, not one person shared that. So I wasn't aware of what just happened. So thanks for letting me know. You know, so four police officers tragically lost their lives when a, a truck, they pulled over a, a car on the side of the Eastern Freeway and a, a truck uh, ran them over. Um, it's tragic, absolutely tragic. And my heart goes out to those families uh, affected and lost their uh, loved ones. And uh, it's just a tragic part of what's going on at the moment. But I, I said to them, I said, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know the situation. It might be the case. It might not be. But did any of have any of your brass gone out to spend time with the family? You know, an afternoon with the family. Or oh, can I go and do some shopping for you? Can I get something for you? Has Daniel Andrews gone out to the family? I mean, a five minute phone call or a two minute phone call does not cut it, as far as I'm concerned. When you're placed that much pressure under your officers and some of them lost their lives, the least you can do is go and spend some time with the families. The least. I said, has that happened? I said, I know you can't answer me that, but I guarantee it hasn't. I said, uh, also, I said, you guys, every time you want to get a pay rise, and rightly so, because the job you do for the community, keeping us safe, well, not enforcing the corporation's corrupt laws, but, but like I said, I bet you most of the time those guys are morally torn as well too. Every time the... Victoria Police, one of their rank and file members want a pay rise. They've got to scrimp and scrape and threaten uh, strike action to get 2%. Daniel Andrews has just given himself an 11.8% pay rise while this COVID uh, um, nonsense is going on. I mean, I mean that's just... It's, it's incomprehensible, isn't it, really? So I said, and this is the person you're protecting, enforcing their corrupt laws, arresting... Oh, not arrested because I wasn't arrested. I was detained um, and then let out. It's not classed as an arrest. Um, see how mainstream media has made it out like you were doing something wrong. They grabbed you and they arrested you, but you weren't actually arrested. You were driven around the corner and dropped off while the event was still going. It was still happening. So I'm glad Correct. that you're here to clear this up for people to understand that you know, they had an agenda, that sergeant had an agenda, 
let's you know create a different kind of noise and and make more people scared to leave their well, house. I think the guy in charge was even a bit ranking, higher ranking than the sergeant. I'm not sure what the official... I think he might have been a senior sergeant, but he had four stars on his uh, lapel, so I don't know what that signifies. But uh, it was just people upholding their human rights as according to the Charter of Human Rights, their constitutional rights and their lawful rights. And also, the oh, that's what I wanted to mention before about the stay-at-home directions. We've been lied to about that as well too because we've been led to believe by the media that and Daniel Andrews that there are travel restrictions on there. People were being fined for being too far from home. If you look at the stay-at-home directions document, which I had here a minute ago, um, there's no travel restrictions on that. So if it's not on the document, it's not restricted. So people are being lied to about that. Also, when the first or the break come out, we were told, oh, you can only exercise for an hour. Well, there's no time limits on the on the stay-at-home directions either. No, it doesn't we're say told, about where to go locally. I shop at least yeah. an hour away. And yeah. some people have said to yeah. me, are you crazy? You've gone how many suburbs apart? And I go, uh, it's a lie. It's a lie. There's no lie. travel restrictions on there. Also, Lisa, um, we're told we can't sit in parks. And nowhere on that document says you can't sit. And it says you're allowed to exercise. But apparently exercise, you've got to be walking. Well, exercise, what your definition of exercise might be different to mine. You're allowed to exercise. Okay, I'm out exercising my right as a free person under the Human Rights Charter. No, that's, that's smart. exercising, you know. Um, it's, it's, you know, the whole document is, the document itself is contradictory. Now, when, he, when any legal document or lawful, they class it as legal, when any legal document has contradicting laws, it does not pass the maximums of law, therefore the document's null and void. So if they wanted anyone to contest this in court, you just got to alert the judge to that and say, well, you know, this does not qualify for the maximum, pass the maximums of law. It's a conflicting document. The charge is null and void or the fine's null and void. I mean, that's one argument you can make. On... But in your case, what, what, what's happened moving forward, what will happen with you now? Are you just going to wait for this fine to arrive and then just put it to the side? I don't know. Well, yeah, well, they've told me, they've told me the fine, I'll get a fine in the mail, so I'll just wait for that. And then uh, um, I've got a couple of options. That I'm, um, so the option is to pay it, which no way I'll be paying it. Um, and the second option is, well, they're... I'll just keep that close to my chest okay. at the moment. So that's yeah. okay. Yep, yep. You've got things to do. That's great. So moving forward, um, it sounds like you, you, the next steps now is to. Can I? Sorry, Lisa. Um, you know, like I said, I just want to reiterate that I've said a few things about the media. There's some wonderful people working in TV stations, but there's also people driving agendas with hidden agendas as well too. There are some fantastic police in the police. I've actually still got friends that are working in the police force as well that, that, that are in the job. Um, and uh, uh, just different friends. Obviously, um, in my role, we liaise with the police community, liaison of the police community officers. So I'm speaking to those guys who do a fantastic, guys and girls that do a fantastic job as well too. You know, so don't, now, people can sit here and look and say, oh, this guy's got it. No, I have not got an issue with the police. We need the police. Obviously, we need law and order. So, you know, just be crystal clear on that. So if anyone watches this now and says, well, you, you know, you, you bag out the police, you bag out the media, you bag... 
you're incorrect and it's not not where I'm coming from at all. So I just wanted to make sure that was crystal clear, Lisa. That's fine. This is this is why I asked if you want to come onto my platform because this is not edited. This is raw. This is you. All the little mistakes and me writing down. I'm not going to be cutting all those little bits out to show people that this no. is, this is. I'm giving you an opportunity to speak your truth, and I'm not pressuring you in any way. Um, which we know mainstream media would have, you know, done that and made you look. You know, like it wouldn't, wouldn't be you. They would have chopped and changed who you are and put words. It's in sad, you. isn't it, Lisa? It's really sad because, and I can understand why people watch the news and believe the news because it's a psyche that's been created for us, and it goes way back to the radio, uh, the wartime days when people used to gather around the radio to to hear what was happening overseas and hear what was happening. But oh, the news is telling us what's happening and oh, this is the news and, and, and this is what's happening and these are the facts. And, you know, um, and even back then the news was a little bit distorted, but nowhere near to the uh, extent that it is these days. So, and that gets into people's psyche and it's part of a family thing. You know, you sit around and listen to the news and watch the news. I mean, don't know about these days, but growing up you did. And then that goes through generation and we're conditioned to think, oh, well, if it's on the news, they're telling us on the news and this is what's happened. So that gets in. And once upon a time, like growing up when I was a kid, you could actually believe that. I mean, dad used to watch the, growing up, he used to watch the five o'clock channel 10 news and he used to watch the six o'clock because uh, that was used to be on for an hour, then the six o'clock channel nine news. So I remember his kids made me sister go, oh, news again, more news. But dad loved it because he thought it informed him. And to a certain extent it did, because it wasn't as tainted back then. But what when my point is it gets into that psyche and it's like it's passed on from the generation because you watch your parents watching the news and they were informed and you watch the news, oh yeah, that's what's happening and, and the way it's reported and um, oh yeah, that's okay, cool. Yeah, but you even hear it now. Oh, well, if it was that, oh, if there was all this corruption, and was all this, oh, we'll be on the news. No, because that's the conditioning we've had. That is not the case anymore. You cannot take what you see on the news as face value. And if you want any evidence of that, any semblance of um, uh, hope or faith I had in the media might have been 1%. It was completely gone after Sunday, the way that was reported and the way it was everything around it. So. It's sad. It's really sad in a way. Like, I don't watch TV anymore. The only time I watch TV is if I want to flick on a movie. But even lately, I haven't even been watching movies because every ad that comes on is a, a guilt-tripping ad to stay home. And if you don't do that and you're making a difference and you're doing that, it's just gross propaganda. And so, but my point is with the news is, was like, yeah, we are conditioned to think, well, if it's on the news, it must be right. That was the case once upon a time. It's not the case anymore. Well, thank you so much for um, sharing your story with us and the events that took place recently um, and, and, and moving forward to this amazing idea that you have that you're going to create this school in five to ten years. I'm going to definitely be following you along with that and take you up on that offer in coming in and, and teaching some holistic practices. 100%. Can I just make a, a couple of, um, you know, I don't, like I said, this is not about me, it's about our community page. Okay, so anyone watching this with ill intentions, you know, please look at the bigger picture here. We're helping a lot of members in the community that need help, that they're struggling for help, that can't rely on the government for help. So when you can't rely on your government for help, that you vote in to give you the help when it's needed. And please don't say, oh, they're giving us all this money. Now, there's an ulterior motive behind that money that they're giving you. 
okay? And some people are being made to jump through that many ridiculous hoops and not getting the full amount what is portrayed on the media by the government. Yeah. Um, so when the government lets you down, who looks after you? Members of your own community and your own community. So, you know, all we're trying to do is help people through this and advise uh, advise people of the government corruption and the big uh, myth that's uh, being perpetrated now. Um, but there was a gentleman I wanted to mention, two gentlemen I want to mention. Well, firstly, my dad, uh, my mum's, uh, passed away, she's no longer with us, so it was a nice, um, some people said to me uh, the other day, uh, oh, what would your mum think about Mother's Day, is that happening to you? I was like, well, mum would be proud of me for sitting up there and um, speaking my mind. I oh, should be worried, of course. Um, you know, I, I, you know, my dad had a, uh, he sacrificed a lot when I was a kid, um, you know, worked night shift and get up and take me to football and footy training and stuff like that as well too, so, um, and there's been two, Three big influences on my life um, the last few years. A gentleman by the name of Joe Zollo, uh, absolute one of the most beautiful human beings you could ever meet and one of the most toughest, hardest men you could ever meet as well too, Big Joe. Uh, a guy called Barry Edwards. I did my first um, personal development uh, course through the place I was working at the time and the guy who facilitated it, Barry Edwards, an amazing, amazing, smart man. Just an amazing, smart man. And then there's a gentleman by the name of Steve Golding who gave me my opportunity to work uh, and do the job I am now. And if it wasn't for those three gentlemen, there's no way I will be the person I am today. So I've got a lot to thank them for. Oh, great. I'm glad you were able to mention your gratitude towards those people and they're able to watch this too, to know that you are grateful. Yeah, definitely. Lisa, and I'm grateful to you. You are an amazing human being. You've got an amazing energy and an amazing aura. Um, and I'm oh, looking it's forward to... Oh, it's because I've got this light. I've got this light here. It's <laughs> giving me the aura. Ah, oh, oh. <laughs> oh, using a media trick. Oh, look, you know, okay. I, I stopped you from complimenting me because maybe I'm, you know, I do love compliments. No, but this is not about me. This is about the people. <laughs> Exactly. Well, I'm looking forward to working with you uh, um, in, in the future as well, too. Thank you. But to, uh, to finish off, we're just going to, I'm going to read this yeah. out. This is on behalf of myself, Lisa Jane Hussey and Craig Cole. Notice to all media, persons, men and women, corporate, living or otherwise, the following interview is not to be edited or used for corporate reasons, financial gain or other non-approved agendas under any circumstances without the express written consent from the living men and women who are directly involved in this interview. Please feel free to share it as long as you are not part of the media or gaining financially from doing so or part of any corporate structure. This is by the people, for the people, of the people and shall always remain so unless with express written consent from those directly involved in this interview. Failure to comply with the above-mentioned notice will result in personal, private, criminal and civil prosecutions. Lisa, it's been an absolute pleasure and an honour to talk to you and thank you very much. You're very welcome. And everyone for watching this or listening to this through a podcast, thank you so much for giving us your time. Thank you. Yummy Mummy Podcast is self-funded. If you feel what I do is important and you would like to see more, 
please consider making a donation. PayPal.me forward slash Lisa Jane Hussey.